link. Yeah. And then when you do it by Zoom, then you can also record it. I got you. Am I making? I feel like, you know those times when you literally are like, words are coming out of my mouth. I don't know if they make sense to me. Lately, I feel like that all the time. All the days. Make sense to you? (laughs) Thanks, menopause. Thanks. Now, are you going to have menopause because you had all your lady junk taken apart? I mean, I still have my ovaries in there. Mm. I just don't have fallopian tubes, a uterus, or a cervix, which is fantastic. And everybody should give yourself that gift. I want to, but I just don't know what would happen to my body. Because you know how me, I'm weird. My body. I think your body would rejoice, actually. It probably would. It would be like, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, I think our levels are good. Do last The last couple were coming in so hot that I had to spend so much time taking down the levels that it was like, okay, I'm not getting well, paid for this. Part of me so. is that is me, and I'm sorry. No, it's, it, it's not. Such a it's because this talker. is new, and it's so much better than our other one, but it's also very uh, touchy. So um, so, so you talk about the introing our thing first, and then we'll dive in. Okay. Hey, everyone. We're back. We're back. So we put this out into the universe about a couple months ago, um, talking about our friend of the podcast, Jen Burgess, and doing a leadership conference in the main area, if you are in the main area. The main area? You the know, state of Maine? Is that, yeah, that would be what The main it is. area. The main area, known as the state of Maine. <laughs> Sorry, Oof. guys. Someday, someday I'll be good at this, but she it's not yet. She used up all of her brain cells elsewhere today. So. He surely did, but it was fun. It's okay. Um, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's happening. So we are October 1st, right? I got the date mm-hmm. wrong. Yep. October 1st. 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. so that mamas can go, come, be back up by lunch. You still have the rest of your Saturday mm-hmm. off. We are doing... Our first leadership conference called Raw, Real, and Redeemed. And what it is, is it's just, we're the raw. We're the raw. We're Mm -hmm. the shocking. Surprise. (laughs) The real We're going to host it. And so we're hosting it. We'll chit chat, make it fun, keep everyone cozy and happy. Um, Barb Pinkham will be speaking about the real, the real ways we can have leadership in our communities and in our churches through Safe Families for Maine. Say families, children, for children in Maine uh, someday. Someday, guys. <laughs> and then the redeemed is how to use our redemptive power in leadership with the one and only Jen Burgess. It is just going to be a blitzy, fun interaction. There'll be snacky snacks and drinky drinks that make fizzy sounds because why <laughs> wouldn't we do that? That's right. Courtesy of Three Mean Girls. The information and the event will be on our Facebook page. So Three Mean Girls on Facebook. So we're picking up where we left off. Last week we petered out at, I can't remember. I'm looking at the list. I remember we were trying to get to 25 and I know we went a little bit past it. What's number 25? It was restaurant sauce packets. Yep. What was after that? Old spices, old coupons and new coupons. I don't remember saying that one. I think it might have been 26. I think so too. Yep. Yeah. 
old spices. I think we like just literally fell over and died after the, after that because we had banged out like three or four four podcasts in yeah. one night we were already delirious um we're it was usually already starting at a four <laughs> yeah today we're in the middle of the day which is nice I feel like I still sort of have a brain but you already used yours so Amber went across went well not across the street my across the street her in a totally different town came out and made blocks for her kindergarten class with my dad. Papa D. Um, yeah. So, and my dad has always been a craftsman and uh, all kinds of creatives. Renaissance and man. A renaissance man. He is. So he, is. he um, helped her do that all morning. But because of that, she's she's a little bit toasty, crispy. And, and I mean, and sawdusty. <laughs> and my hands, which your dad said was going to keep happening, are still vibrating. Yes, because you had... I was the same. He was the cutter. He did not let me near the big saws, which I feel was wise of him. Yeah. But I was the sander. Mm-hmm. And he was very patient with me. And he said I did well. Yeah, they look great. I did them. That's awesome. All of you them. You got all the sharp corners. And I, but like your dad on the example, because guys, if you were wondering, Papa D is like Rachel in the artsy factory, like where they can like draw (laughs) a straight line and like do all the things. Mm. And I'm not. And so he like took to show me, he like leaned it. He's like, I like to lean it on the table. And I'm like, okay, I'll do what you say. And he starts swinging it. And when he held it up to show me, like every corner was equally matched. Oh, okay. And the the roundness of it. like Yeah. Nay, nay with mine. Nay, nay. nay, nay. <laughs> Yours but is rustic. They're more rustic. Raw. They're raw and rustic. Yes. They're beautiful. That'll they're be lovely. so special to have for like the rest of your life. And, and for my grandbabies. That's what he kept Aww. saying. Text the children that these are for the grandbabies. And I was like, to Papa fight over. Me. You're in trouble. You've got four kids. Well, the, for them to play with in my house. Oh, I got you. Right. Yeah, of yeah, course. No, no, I'm thinking like they're like going to divide and, you know, divide the spoils. No way. No. No way. Okay, so getting back to our list, we so yes, we were fried. We we made it to twenty six, and then we had to take a break for your sake. Like yes. we did not want to put you through another twenty five in one podcast. That would just be asking too much. So we're moving right on to number. Well, what is this of? Like oh, this was the fifty things, fifty things to throw away today. Like ideas, fifty ideas to throw away today. Okay, so that's- that in our. We're kind of wrapping up at this point. This is the end of August, and we're wrapping up our 30-day... Minimalization. Yeah, the challenge that we're... Minimalism. Minimalization challenge. Minimalism challenge. Minimalism challenge. Why do I I say minimalization? Because I say it, and Peter told me that's not a word. Yeah, I don't think it is. But I told them it it is is now. now. (laughs) That's right. Jinx. I have created it. Yeah. So... That is, yeah, we're at like number 29 or 30, which in the 30-day minimalism challenge is say no to something. We've talked about that. Best thing ever. And to repurge your wardrobe. So now we're swinging right back up. The last and the first were the same, right? Because the first one is Mm -hmm. purge your wardrobe. So it's repurge your wardrobe because now you should have a different frame of mind Mm -hmm. after. And I agree with them Mm -hmm. because I did my first – purge when I got back from Moosehead because I couldn't do some of these but I did them when I got back and I can already I've been pulling things since because I'm oh, like 100% oh yeah. oh no I don't know mm-hmm. or 
I may have done a little bit of online shopping <laughs> and this stuff is coming in. So if new stuff comes in, old mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. It's good. And your kids' wardrobes and your husband's wardrobe mm-hmm. and you know, all the just all the people in your family like going going down the line and going through their stuff. But definitely by after thirty days of minimalism just that mindset, you should be able to go back into your closet and be like, okay, and with a, more of an honest look at stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of excited to go through, I'm not going to do it yet, but once we bring down our, fa- like my fall and winter stuff goes upstairs into the attic because I don't have like a giant walk-in closet. I mean, I have a walk-in closet, but it's not like yours where it's like, it's got enough space for literally all me, my clothes. I put my off-season clothes in this cute bag like um a clear bag bag. yeah and Mm -hmm. i pop it up on my very top shelf just so that i have more drawer space Mm -hmm. because i like to be able to see everything in my drawer i like to see everything in my drawers Mm -hmm. so i do that yeah i i I actually kind of love putting my fall and winter i do i when i wonder if i had a giant closet would i just keep stuff and I, i don't know that i would i think that for me, it's kind of nice to take a like a real break. It's kind of what we used to do with the. Um, this is a bit of a rabbit trail, but we used to when the boys were little, we would take we would always keep about half their toys upstairs in the attic in like this big trunk and a few totes, and then we would re bring them down after about six months, and then the other half would go up, and we would keep and you know and and within that there would be a purge. There would be a purge yep. of all the things that they hadn't played with. There would be a purge of stuff that they didn't really want to bring back. We would get rid of those things. And it was so nice to have just like that break from some things. And for my clothes, it's the same. Like I like taking a break and it's almost like, wow, I forgot that I had that yes. sweater or that coat. Like it's kind of fun to to not see it for six months. Um, Sweaters are harder for me because I'm always cold, so I do usually keep those out. But yeah, like, to wear in the summer, mm-hmm. wow. not my like. But I can't. I'm allergic to wool, so I'm not like you. I don't have like big sweaters. Like mm-hmm. I have like little cardigans. That's true. You have mostly little like yeah, cute little cashmere things though. I do have some cashmere. My cashmere has holes in it. I don't want to talk about it. I should probably purge it. I'm going to. Oh, oh. your little brown one. Yeah. Oh no. We have to go on another shopping spree. Okay, we're really, we're really sawdust, digressing. Sawdust, 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 sawdust sneeze. Uh-oh. Okay, it's 13 minutes in. Okay. So, all right. Let's, we're going to actually jump into this list now and stop going let's on do rabbit it. trails. So, number 27. Nope, we already did that. Old coupons. Did we already do old coupons? We did not. I think we did old spices. Okay. So, old coupons. I don't even keep coupons so this isn't a problem for me but I know a lot of people who do and I have a funny I have a terrible story actually a terrible terrible story this is real hold on tight she's got her eyes closed people I had a friend who I helped when I was it was before I was married so I must have been somewhere between 17 and 19 I helped a lot of people declutter. I helped a lot of people do cleaning and tidying and all this stuff. And one of my people had on the table in the kitchen, there was no table. It was covered in newspapers and it was covered in the coupon books that come in the mail and the ones that would come in the newspaper. And this was way back in the old days when we, everyone got a newspaper and the newspaper was very thick and it was filled with coupon things. 
Um, it was very different than it is now, but her entire kitchen table. And I said, can we, can I try to find your table for you? Like, can I clean all this off? And all I saw was garbage. There was nothing on there that didn't need to, that couldn't be thrown away. In my opinion, it was literally old, just old stuff. And the response was like, well, I like to go through all the coupon books and all the the little store pamphlets and things like that. And I was like, but literally I've looked at these and they are all outdated. And she was like, yeah, but I want to see what I missed. Wow. And it stopped my heart in my tracks. Literally, I was just like, it made me so sad. It made me sad because like this person had a poverty mentality, had a family uh, and a life. And instead of like spending time living in the present with all the things, she was actually excited about just rummaging through old newspapers for and just to see the coupons and the sales of things that she missed, not even things that were upcoming, but I just want to see what I missed. That was literally, and I quote, I want to see what I missed. And I was like, oof. There's some deep, there's some, some flag deep on stuff. the field there. That's some deep stuff. That's, that's some deep stuff. That's, a, that's a, a pretty living example of a lot of the people that I worked with when I was really, really young. And I'm not 100% sure why God brought me down that path, but because a lot of it was just really scary, but um, and is definitely contributes to why I am more of a minimalist now. Although I will say it's hard to be an actual minimalist with children and hobbies and sports, <laughs> but I strive to be that. But like, anyway, getting back to the coupon thing, it's like old coupons gone. And then I said, and new coupons, if you know that you're not going to use them, like yeah. sometimes at Target, I'll get a coupon for something where it's like, I really do buy those things, but I don't want to buy it right now. And by the time I need it again, this coupon will not be valid. Yeah. And I'm just going to get rid of this now. Unless you're an actual couponer and you have, and if you're a couponer, get yourself an organization system. And they're out there. They are. I don't know too many people that do what you're talking about where it's like they have a coupon book in their handbag. Yeah, but I know they exist. I know. And if you, they do and it supports your family and it's a way for you to support your family and save money, then go for it. Yeah. And usually you do it wisely. Most couponers take it very seriously and there's never an expired But don't coupon. you think, don't but you think I feel that like a clutter and a little bit of a hoard that might happen with that? I think if you're an extreme couponer, extreme couponers, they like buy surplus like they buy I get like, mad at the coupon I'm like don't tell me when I'm gonna buy something yeah I'm gonna buy that thing when I need it I'm not gonna buy it just because it's on sale I think I think for me I went through a phase when the kids were little and I did buy lots of food and lots of snacks and I was feeding all the neighborhood children and all of those things that I was always nervous that I was gonna run out of ketchup that I would buy the three pack of ketchup if mm-hmm. there was a coupon mm-hmm. I have now come to terms with the fact that I forget that I bought the three pack of ketchup. That's so <laughs> I'm gonna buy another ketchup. So it's ooh yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it is as. I don't think you save as much money as you think you do. That it, would be my feeling on the matter. Yeah, and if it, anything, they're they're getting you. you. There's could a hook. Get, like, because like, let's be frank. If you're really struggling, buy don't buy name brand ketchup, and you're never gonna get a coupon for non name brand ketchup. And so is that true? Oh yeah. It's coupons are usually only for name brand stuff. Yes, and so see, there's the hook. That's how they get and you. And so that's the thing. So then, 
I've brought coupons with me once in a while when we were trying to save money on those kinds of things. And even with the coupon, the non-brand ketchup is cheaper right. than mm-hmm. the regular name brand ketchup with the coupon. And you don't need five gallons of ketchup ever. I mean, I I don't know if I agree with that, but I, you don't live in my family. But some people, if you have... I am one six, of six children, you, and we never needed five gallons of ketchup. Well, no one's going to buy five gallons of ketchup. There's no coupon for that. All right, Thanks we better be move to on. Jesus. This, I'm feeling triggered. Wax- I'm feeling <laughs> yes. angry, and I this is what happens to me. I am like, She's listen, waxing coupon. non Nobody tells me that I'm not going to buy... Or am going to buy something when I don't want to. I don't want these ice cream bars. Stick it. That's right. I do not want that Dawn dish detergent. I do not want it. Unless you want to sponsor three main girls and then we'll talk about Dawn mm-hmm. dish detergent. I don't know. I think we're all about, you know, the eco-friendly brands. We are all about the eco-friendly yeah. brands. But they do help the ducks and the oil <laughs> spills. Dawn. <laughs> Sponsor us. Wait, we are okay. That okay. was a really long tangent. We're sorry, people. We've got a long way to go. So buckle in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> I'll start saying next again. <laughs> oh gosh. So number number twenty eight, and these again, these are just fifty ideas. If you're having trouble going through your house and finding things to throw away, this is you're welcome because <laughs> these are this last <laughs> podcast and today's. These are just ideas, and there's thousands of things that you need to throw away today but these Everything. are 50 of them okay cool cool 28 28 old cleaning supplies and can i just say that i've helped multiple friends move this last summer and without exception every house people left cleaning supplies in the house and then in some cases it it was just like well yeah they're that's just let's they're there and let's just use them but they look like they were from literally like the 40s. 12. Yeah, if there's rust on a can, get rid of it. If there's, if it's cloudy, <laughs> if your cleaning supplies are cloudy. I, that's so funny. Can I we mean, just take a you moment? you and I are more eco-friendly. So we don't, I, we use Dr. Bronner's and baking soda. And like I use um, either Thieves or Grove companies. We are not in the normals. Yeah. So like I use all my stuff. I do too. And then when but it's I'm talking, em- almost empty, I'm like, we oh, are talking time to the people that sets. know they're they, they're triggered right now. And you're welcome again. You're going for those. You're lift, you're underneath your sink, or you're in your basement, or your bathroom closet right now. You and there are need- cleaning supplies towards the back that are covered in a layer of black dust, or More they're cloudy, that. or they're rusty. Yeah, Ajax that is rusty is not good, Ajax. That's right. If you have not touched that cleaning supply in the last... That comet will make you vomit. The co- <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that comet will make you vomit. I happen to like comet I know, every but- now and then for like the hard stuff when you really need to get in there. But Bonami is better. But, okay. So towards the back of your cleaning things, everything that's back there, just have a moment and get rid of it. Yeah. Because... If you're not using it, it's literally just taking up space. When we were cleaning out my grandmother's apartment, there was literally a, you know, those little wheelie, like three or four rack, like almost like baskets, like people put their spices in. Mm. Well, first off, we threw away my grandmother's, or like, you know, or they'll put their magazine, I don't know, it's like a wheelie black. Is it plastic? Yeah, plastic Yeah. Blech. I know. Well, my grandmother <laughs> had one, 
in her like one of her closets to organize things and we were had thrown everything out that she had organized and we had thrown out all our spices and we literally filled that thing with like dollar store family dollar like kaboom and mr clean mop Mm -hmm. and partially used or or partially used halfway used Mm -hmm. um weird shower sprays and a comet can that was rusted and mm-hmm. like all of these things and my sure. sister wood my sister pol- literally said what do polish. we do with this and yeah. i was like yeah oh front pledge like the ple- like half used bottles pledge and it all shelves were full of this like four rack thing and my sister was like should we just throw it away and i said yes and she goes let's do it let's do a thought experiment and we brought it down in my grandmother's apartment building there was a basement where you put the trash but if Mm. you also had things that were that you just didn't need like a rack or a baker shelf or Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. you could put that in there too and people could take it we put the cleaners down there and by the time we moved grand my grandmother out they were all gone people just took the used cleaners sure wowies throw them away now i feel guilty we should just throw them away i know i mean Here's the thing. You know, it's such a – sometimes people need that stuff. Yes. That's what we thought. This is lower income housing. We're like, you know what? Somebody might really need the kaboom. And it's a half-huge bottle of kaboom. Kaboom your little right. heart out. Yeah. I don't Free know. Charge. For me, and you know this well, there's like this this juxtaposition of need versus – need for the thing versus need for the space – you always pick space. And I always pick this space and I always pick the sanity and I, and I like the cathartic feeling of throwing things away. And if it's nice stuff, if we're talking about half a thing, a comet, don't give me a hard time about that. Don't come after me, people. They you know might, what? Life goes okay. on. Yeah. And we're going to move on because I'm feeling very triggered today. You are. You uh, it's are. because we're getting ready for camp and I'm packing and I'm overwhelmed and uh, you, you came to the door and I was... Are you taking a picture of me right now? Yeah. Are you triggered? <laughs> I am feeling triggered. I just realized it's we don't because, have a lot of pictures of us. I know. You're right. It's a good job. I, so when I'm down, when I'm feeling pressured and under pressure, I always try so I start going nuts. And so this list is triggering. Yes. Now I'm like, I need to throw away cleaning supplies. And I don't because I literally don't have very many. You're like, I'm throwing away everything. But I just packed cleaning supplies so I can clean at camp and don't come after me. Remember, the first thing I do when we get into my bedroom is I like, I fill up a little, I fill up my bucket with my salsuds and I do a surface clean (laughs) because I'm broken. I love that. And I'm crazy. Okay. All right, next. Number. I feel bad that you have to edit this. I'm not editing much of this. This is gold. 29. 29. Right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be here for two hours. Mugs with missing pieces and mugs with all their pieces that you don't love. You should love, I put, you should love all your mugs. I agree with that statement. How do you feel about that statement? I did a, I almost did a mug purge. I, so one of the hard things is my kids, like we have one mug that has a chip in it from the nasa science station place that we went with thomas and he got it we were in dc and so he's reorganizing his bedroom right now and Mm. i told him it would make a great pencil 
like oh, older. Sure. So once that's gone, but like I that I am gonna go tell the kids they each get two mugs mm-hmm. because randomly Mustang Sally, I'm talking to you. <laughs> an influx of Mustang Sally's mugs reappeared in my cabinet. And I was like, hmm, what is this? Hark. What is this? <laughs> and a noise. it was Jackson saying he was tired of, like, there was a mug overload in their bus. Oh. And so they, Mom like, will never notice. She Eight did. mugs. The, like, <laughs> Florida Starbucks mug and the Philadelphia Starbucks. The Florida one we got when we were with you. When we, she would go and get us Starbucks all the time with her discount. And, like... Oh, gosh. It was – there was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. I just – well, you guys know because if you follow this podcast, I did do a mug purge. You did. A couple – like a month or so ago, I think I got rid of 15 mugs. And I did love – I loved some of them, but I – again – It's space. They were space. space. And Sam, I, I, I asked my children and I asked my hubby. And Kurt picked a few out of my ones that I picked out. And so I switched a few different ones like I gave up a few because seriously there's only so much space and mugs mugs like other things like socks and I'm trying to think of some other things they grow they They multiply they multiply and you're given a lot of them I am given obscene amounts of mugs well you're a teacher Mm -hmm. so for sure you do I do I get at least I average five mugs a year yeah that you're given that I'm given. Let alone when you're in Target and you're like, ooh, the I've Magnolia. never bought a mug at Target because I'm oh. given so many. I recently bought quite a few new of the Hearth and Home. I can, true confessions. Again, I can see that. don't come after me, people. I just wanted to simplify it. So I got rid of a lot of the mismatchy ones and I bought just a few of the plain black and the, the earth colored ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 30. Anything that you can honestly say... Now, probably, I think this is the point where you can tell that I changed a lot of these. Yes. Because they sound more like me. <laughs> the first part of the list, I was like, ah, eh, it's fine, fine, fine. Then towards the end, I was like adding my own. In fact, it doesn't go up to 50. It goes up to 60. So I might have to pick and choose people, but we're going to keep going. So number 30 was one of mine. Anything that you could honestly say, I have too much of this. For me, it was flip-flops. So mm. I gave, when all my summer stuff came out of the attic... This spring, I was like, okay, I have a ton of flip-flops. And then upstairs, then I have my old navy flip-flops that are my farm flip-flops. And then I have nice ones that are for nice days. Or if I go out on a date. Or if I go out to go shopping and I don't want to wear my farm flip-flops. Okay. Okay. You go, you follow. It's excessive. Excessive. It's yeah. excessive. And it was very excessive. And so I made myself get rid of about half oh, good for you. of my nicer ones, actually, because I didn't have that many le- years to live. Yeah, I hear you. I think at some point, even if you have nice things, our days are numbered. Well, that's what I did when, with all my wedding stuff. Like, like, And I have to do it again. And that's on my list this fall when we paint the house while Peter's painting the house I said I would declutter more stuff so because we are going to probably have to long story why am I telling you all this stuff but I have a barn (laughs) I'm simplifying the barn every year and it's going to slowly become Peter's wood shop and a workout room so I have to keep simplifying and anyway Mm -hmm. 
I have to get rid of stuff. And I still have tons of beautiful lanterns and beautiful things, but I don't need them. Right. So I'm going to give a couple to you because you've always coveted them. I do love the lanterns. Those are useful. And I'm going to give a couple to the school. I already gave a couple to my school, like five or ten. Probably give them more for like Mm -hmm. open houses. But that's a really good point. So a lot of times our lives pivot and change and season different seasons come and you need a space totally differently like when you have kids a room that was previously a beautiful sitting room in in our first house for example had to become the playroom the toy room so a room that had a very sweet simple function that was quiet and always beautiful then became a room of almost sheer chaos all the time And that's life. Mm -hmm. That is, there's a shifting that happens and a moving and you've got, and so for you, it's like Peter needs this kind of space. We don't have that kind of space unless we use the barn. And so I need to make some choices and get rid of the stuff that's in there. And that's a healthy, objective look at what you've got. Which most of us have to do. Most of us can't afford to just be like, well, I need this. I'm going to build a new house or a new building or whatever. Right. You've got to make choices. Right. And like I have a collection of vintage bottles. And I, I mean, when I say I have vintage bottles, I have like hundreds. Hundreds. 300, I think, is what I last counted because I did weddings with them all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I realized like half of them are new and probably half of them are old. So I was like, I'll get rid of the new ones. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, I want to keep the old ones because, like, I still have a daydream when my girls get married, they'll want them or, mm-hmm. you know, but that's, that, that will fit in one box versus. Right. Yeah. And that could be in your attic. And exactly. Literally, like, tucked away in the. Right. In that. Or if I do a church dinner, or if somebody in my church or a friend, or like this conference that we're going to do, and we need some vintage bottles to put some wildflowers in. Mm-hmm. I, yes. You know right. what I mean? It's something I can grab and use and then return, and it doesn't mm-hmm. consume like it does now so much of my life. And you're storing it then in an organized way, yeah. which is also part – that takes the stress away. Yeah. I, like, my ah. space is – as I've de- as I've decluttered my life, my space has become more and more like I know where everything is, and it's fine. Isn't that lovely? I love that feeling. And you have to work hard at it to know that you have to, you know, if because especially during the little years with kids, or if you don't aren't if you're not naturally organized, crazy like you, it's a mm-hmm. it's a, you no. Know, even if you are crazy like me, it's still a lot of work. Yeah, it's still a lot of constant maintenance. You know, it's, that's the thing that a lot of people, that's a misconception where it's like, if you're simple, it's easy. And it's like, if you're simple, it's because you're working really hard to keep it that way. I would agree with you a thousand percent, but here's to speak into some truth in that. And I know we should probably move on, but I have been simplifying more and more and more, as you know, because my family's getting bigger and because of this and being encouraged and becoming more minimal, especially when I gave, retired in my business. Hmm. We just went through a really crazy season where with my grandmother passing away and I purged all her stuff out and gave it away. Um, But in that season, Isabel, we decided to change Izzy's room, which is where my grandmother passed away. So we were going to redo the walls and paint and give her a new floor and kind of make it a new space since it's kind of Mm -hmm. intense that her grandmother died there. that's big. And so we have been in that process plus camping, plus we were at Moosehead. And so... Just the other day, we finished the floor. So to do the floor, literally 
all of Isabel's stuff mm-hmm. was in our bedroom. We gave her a part of our bedroom to put her clothes in so that she could like change and have some privacy mm-hmm. in our dining room, in my fireplace room. Some stuff was in the kitchen. Some <laughs> stuff was in the laundry room. I mean, that's five rooms I'm getting just hives. spread. It was so stressful. And because it was so cluttered, I felt like I couldn't even clean up from Peaks Kenny because we had brought in all the totes. Mm-hmm. But like, I need to like clear it out, you mm-hmm. know? And like... Yeah. That, I, I don't stay there in that mentality at all. Like you said that to me a couple of times and I would not be able to do that for weeks. Well, I would it wasn't, have it to. Wasn't, t- it, was a, it was tucked up. It was tucked in a corner, but because mm-hmm. there was just, because usually I lay it out in Peter's office and like clean up what I need to clean up and I didn't use that this year. I'm just getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. We don't need that in this tote at all. Like, right. Or like we had these plastic bowls that I would, I was like, I'm not doing this for cereal anymore. And so like I got mm-hmm. rid of them and moved them on. Yeah. But I couldn't because so much of Izzy's stuff mm-hmm. had migrated into Peter's office. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't lay it out. So I just kept it tight and toted. So anyway. Mm-hmm. We did that the last couple of days. And the other day, this last night, the final of everything of Izzy's went into Izzy's oh, rooms. Nice. And the dresser was in there and all the shelves. And, and it was so fascinating because Peter and I looked around this morning and we're like, there was such a residual of junk that just was kind of like, like mm. you know, like because we were cluttered, clutter kind of that would have not have been noticed mm-hmm. or would have been noticed was not noticed so it kind of just started collecting mm-hmm. and it was so fascinating because both of us were like oh it's time mm-hmm. so tonight or when I get home a trash bag will come out and because we've minimized so much it's going to be the easiest clean mm-hmm. if it's on the ground if it's on a table and it doesn't have a place to go it'll go like it'll mm-hmm. just be a purge that would have in the past, and I was able to get through Peaks Kenny stuff, like everything, mm-hmm. all these purges that would have normally <clears throat> taken me weeks. It was like 15 minutes, a half hour. It will take us maybe a half hour tonight to purge our entire house mm-hmm. because we now know how to do it. And it's we're working from, remember when I talked back weeks and weeks ago, I had to get us to level zero? Right. Like we were so, like we now live at zero. So like, I know mm-hmm. where to get there again. It's not mm. as drowning feeling. So good. Yes, that's a really good example of that. Yeah. That's really good. So it's worth the practice, I guess, on what I'm saying, is when you practice to be simple, when life gets chaotic, because it does, mm-hmm. no one's perfect. If you've been training yourself to be simple, to be at level zero, having mm-hmm. a clutterless house, mm-hmm. when those chaotic times pop up, like we had those last two weeks, mm-hmm three weeks mm-hmm. now we're it's going to be so easy for us to get to zero which would have before drowned me for days mm-hmm. it'll take me an hour and max. you know exactly where you want to get to and which is nice easy. that's the that's probably the you have to have some sort of a north star effect where you're yeah. like i know what i'm and because of that like i already know some things i want to purge that i didn't purge last time i'm like mm. yeah those la- those lanterns are broken let's just take out the big candles and we'll find something like blah, 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 blah. so good da, 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 da. you know like because i'm in that mentality of we don't need those red bowls we don't need those things we don't need that let's get rid of that let's get right. rid of those things it yes so good because it doesn't f- you know what it feels like to have mm-hmm. it less it's so nice if there was anything right 
that is the thing when I used to do decluttering for helping more people on a regular basis, I was always waiting for that, you know, after that moment where you would get somebody to get to this place where they were, they felt that feeling of space and valuing the simplicity over the things. And it, it's addictive. And like to see them hit that place was so much fun because Mm then you better watch out and get out of their way. Cause then they're like on a rampage and they're just like, what else can I get rid of? What else can I get rid of? What else can we organize? What else can we clean? Like what else can we like make sense of? And it, I loved that moment. It would always, I never, that never got old. That never, I never got tired of like helping people get to that place where they were like the aha moment where they're like, Oh, that's what you're me- what you're talking about like that's I think what you when mean. it's when you can separate possession of something to joy mm-hmm. like there's this poverty mentality in all of us or this like that it's actually je- you're the same person and your house is the same place and it's actually calmer and cleaner mm-hmm. without the thing mm-hmm. cuz i used to be also before, well, therapy's helping too. Um, <laughs> before my grandmother and all that trauma, um, where when I was overwhelmed, I'd just want to buy something. Just something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, I just wanted to buy something. And I remember shopping with you once. And, you, and I was like, aren't you like craving? And you were like picking up a wooden spoon and looking at it and setting it back down. And and you, you were like, no, because I don't need it. And it, it I'll just throw it away. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh. And I have not bought anything from my house since before my grandmother died. Wow. Because I just don't need it. I've Mm -hmm. gotten rid of a ton of stuff. But like Mm -hmm. I bought some stuff from my classroom that I do need and that – I do window shop a lot. And I know I've said this before. It it kind of gives me that same sort of like just to see stuff or I look at Pinterest or Dream or something like that. But I don't – yeah, buying stuff can become a very slippery slope of addiction Mm -hmm. much like everything else – can and I I have been there at times where I've been like stuck in that mentality my husband would get on here and laugh and say like for sure I've been on that slippery slope where you know you're you're buying too much stuff and and then you're finding out the hard way that it actually doesn't work in your space or whatever and then you have to do the work of getting rid of it now which is just as obnoxious Mm -hmm. as not having something and now you're out the stuff and the money yeah Exactly. And so I, one thing I always did from the time I got married was I waited for the thing that I really wanted. Yeah. If I couldn't find it, I did not substitute. That is a, that's an acquired skill, yeah. which is worth trying to get. And that's what I think I'm doing now. I'm like, I know I need something, yeah. but that's not what I need. Right. We had a futon, a futon people, like college kids uh for 13 years yeah it's almost embarrassing we had a tiny little television set the old-fashioned kind and a futon for a really really long time until i found until we found and could afford a nice sofa Mm -hmm. that i wanted and so it was that's a weight that is a weight but i just there was not there was never anything from you know tuffy bear or wherever people go to get their sofas that i uh, the sofa store i was like that just never did anything for me like i couldn't I couldn't do it. I think we should move on. This is oh my gosh. It's almost an hour already. Oh God. And we've only done a couple of things. I, okay. I'm going to, uh, here's what I'm going to do. In real, I'm going to blitz. Let's blitz Without it. commenting. Oh, oh. it's going to be hard. I'm going to try to do 
10. All right, here we go. I'm going to blitz. Mm-hmm. Okay, no talking. 31. Excess Tupperware. Oh, that's so hard. That doesn't come up. Especially lids. Why do we end up with more lids? That's the comment. Number 32, expired medication. 33, old mail. And I said, all mail. <laughs> she did say all mail. All the mail. Get rid of it. Number 34, old manuals. If you do not have the appliance anymore, it's okay to throw the manual out. Amen. Number 35, old electronics that are no longer relevant. 36, old receipts. Don't come after me, people. Everything is online now. You don't need receipts. 37, old paperwork. I don't know what that means, but just I hate paper. You hate all paper. So it's not allowed in the house. Number 38, which is hilarious because I'm an artist. Paper's allowed in my studio, Mm -hmm. not in my house. 38, birthday cards from 100 years ago. It's okay. You're still a lovely human. I threw away my grandmother's birthday cards that she had from when she was like 15. Oh, right? And we're all still breathing. And I felt really bad. And I was like, Graham, you should have done this so I don't feel bad. Keep going. Number 39, broken toys. Can I get an amen? Who keeps them? Why? Ugh, they're out there. Believe me. Number 40, toys with most of it missing. You know who I'm talking about. Who I'm talking about? What I'm talking about? What am I talking about? If you about? know, anyway. you know. Number 41, things you never play with or touch or move or use or need. And let's be honest, you really don't care about. The vintage thermoses that were on top of my cupboards. Keep going. So good. It was so good. Number 42, puzzles with missing pieces. Puzzles with all their pieces is number 43, because how often do we do puzzles? COVID broke us a little bit. We all bought those puzzles from White Mountain. We love White Mountain puzzles, but uh, there's a proper time and place. Um, Peter loves puzzles, and we had one. I love puzzles. Who doesn't love a good puzzle? Hold on. Oh, God. In stereo. (sighs) That was a good one. Oh, that is a good one. You don't understand. I'm saving all of these as little audio bites. So eventually there's going to be like a little reel of just bubbly sounds. Ooh. Bubbly, sponsor us. And the slurping. And Um, burping. Oh, gosh. I know. So anyway, Peter loves a puzzle. Nobody else in the family loves puzzles except Mustang Sally, but she doesn't live with us anymore. I was dusting around that puzzle. And we finally, we gave him a challenge to get the puzzle done. And he put the puzzle away. Aww. And it was a Dave Matthews puzzle. Do you know why he put the puzzle away? Because reality... Has head in. ...came... A knock ...and met the puzzle. And at some point, if you just haven't finished it, the dream is dead. Put the puzzle away and live your life. a little cute table, a little cute card table. And I told Peter, I'm going to rearrange his office. We're going to... We're going to... I've gotten rid of all our DVDs and so we can condense some of the books so we can like mm. make it a little bit. And I said, I will find you a little nook, a mm-hmm. puzzle nook in your Aww. office. Because we are getting old and we probably all do need to do more puzzles. But not today. Okay, number 44, old cookbooks that you haven't used in decades. Amen. Word. If it's yellow-ish or brownish or says something like such and such as church's 50th anniversary yes. cookbook or out okay this is good this is how we're gonna do the rest number 45 photos that no longer spark joy if you pick up a photo and you're like yikes throw it away get rid of it don't even think about it don't think twice you still are a good human 
Number 46, craft supplies that you haven't wanted to use in years. I am going to speak into this one because I was up in my attic a few months ago when I did my attic purge finally after I'd been talking about it for years. And I had, I'm an artist, but I threw away a decade worth of art supplies that I hadn't touched in a decade. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I haven't done a, a linoleum cut. I haven't done stamps. I ha And I don't mean stamp it up, people. Don't, don't, that's not what I do. I don't want to be put in that box. But I mean like really car hand carved stamps. Right. And. Batiking. All the, th yeah, like letter press, all the things. I was just like, I'm, I, this isn't who I am anymore. I'm not living to be a thousand years old. I need to get rid of it. And it felt really, really good. And it felt real. Like I was like, I'm, I just don't do this anymore. So you know what I'm talking about. I do. Um, number 47, decor that only lives in your closet, your attic, or your basement. So like you bought that basket or that, that picture or that whatever years ago, it was, you loved it for a season and then you took it down and you put it in your attic and that's where it's collecting dust. Go get that thing and bring it to Salvation Army and let it have a new life. Number 48, decor that is way outdated and no longer fits the vibe you're going for. Amber, speak to that. What do you mean? My uh, you've been kind of doing that. Oh. You're, you've been finding your aesthetic. You're like oh, coastal. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, I'm you're definitely, I, I'm. Art deco. And yeah, like I'm very simple, simple, skinny. But with bold, bold colors. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm a French country Scandinavian and because of that mix. you've gotten rid of a lot of things Tons. even huge pieces like yes. you've totally redone your furniture vibe mm -hmm. so you're not keeping much the to old... your demise because that's blue well <laughs> so what so it's like so i don't love it you probably don't love mine but it works for yours yeah, it does and so yeah we're definitely getting rid of we've gotten rid of so much stuff but mm -hmm. i was thinking like laughing my head off because i Again, my grandmother just died. We were going through her stuff. And she went through, remember back in the day, the duck face? Like when everything had a duck and the duck had like a bonnet. And it Most was like people, blue, oh, country gosh. blue. <gasps> yes. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the country blue. Was that the 90s? Yes. The mid or, And she 90s. also went through an apple face. The country phase, bumpkin. Yes. An apple face. And I... It was pretty funny because I found some things of, in those aesthetics that made me giggle. I feel like I'm being very insulting in this episode, and I'm sorry. And I, I'm going to disclaim that I am very, I am, I am opinionated. Yes, you are. I'm but not, you're judgmental. not judgmental. If I walk in your house and you have a duck pillow, bless. I love you. I don't love the pillow. It's okay. Right. I'm not and judging you'll never you. Tease them. And I'm not going to tease you. Tease you I'm not going to talk about you. Like she has sat in my blue chair. I've sat in the blue chair. I've washed around the blue chair multiple times. Yeah. It's fabulous. Feet. It's not me, and that's great. Yeah. If we were all the same, that would, would be, be the most weird. boring world ever. Yeah. So, like, it was actually, we were actually joking about it at our house the other day because my house is mostly white. It's how I dress neutrals, <laughs> navy, and like blues and greens, which are Rachel's two least favorite colors, yep. blues and greens. Mm -hmm. And Rachel does reds and like yellow. She uses an accent color sometimes and like – Just an accent. Mustard yellow to be specific. Mustard yellow. Yep. Yeah. And – but you do do red. A little bit of red. And mm -hmm. I don't, except for Christmas time, I'll pull out some red. But you started your kitchen used to be Tiffany blue and red. Uh, it was lime red and lime green, like oh. bright green and red. Oh, okay. My yeah, bad. but I did. I used to use red all the time, and oh, then gosh. I realized I don't. I'm getting the burps from my bubbly. 
I don't like, I really don't like red. Like, I don't like it on me. I don't like it around me. So I don't. It's a very bold, uh, you can't, uh, personally, yeah, I even, in one of our apartments, I painted a whole room red and I did love it in that little room. But you've got to have the right space to paint yeah. red. And like, even when I bring in the red stuff, the red stuff never goes on my blue couch because then I think it's too patriotic. Yeah, that would be weird. So I all my reds, that's where I put all the white stuff and like white mm. fuzzy things for Christmas and all the red stuff goes in my front room with my fire. This is good. This is good. Okay, we're getting through these much quicker. Woo, we were on a tangent for the first 40 minutes. Um, where am I? Uh, 49. At least half the contents of your kitchen junk drawer. Oh, amen. I love seeing the contents of people's junk drawers. It gives me great joy. And I, I, it's one of those things that we all need. If not, if some of us need more than one junk drawer, and that's okay. Um, let's see if we can rattle off five contents in my junk drawer. I can close it. Chapstick, uh, scissors, my cat claw clippers. I can see it in my head. I actually keep my a little, little container of my, my most worn jewelry in my junk drawer. If you can't believe it. I've got lots of these little containers. Yes. So it's all separated. Um, and Kurt actually organizes it and declutters it on a regular basis. Uh, checks, like old checks that we, because now you can de- deposit checks with your phone. Oh, oh, I thought you were like talking like checks mix. I was like, no, 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 like, like actual checks. So we take pictures of it and then we just put, vo- you know, like deposited and was that five things? Anyway. It's so, isn't that so random though? It's just so, they're just so I have a random. a container full of eraser tops. I have a basket with, with the thing you hate to say, but like bills and mail that we go through once. Like I, I actually pull out the basket and set it on part, Peter's lap. Hmm. Um, Why do you do that? When you have I to go through them? I deal with it. And then. Um, <laughs> I've never paid a bill in my life. Oh, isn't that crazy? That is insane to me. I wonder how many other mamas have never paid a bill in their life. I think you might. I don't know how much money we have. I don't pay bills. I don't know how to pay bills. I don't even know what companies keep our house running. That's, I don't know a lot of I would be in very big trouble if Kurt died. You would be, but people would come along. He said that everything that I need to know is on his phone. Okay. So please leave his phone here with me. Okay. And then you'll, you'll, like, ask Peter and he'll help you. I will have um, to have a rent-a-husband so, ASAP. Yeah. But anyway, those are the things in mind. So, yeah. And mm. then scissors. Hair um, ties. Yeah. Just little things. Little doodads. Tacks. Yeah. Candles. Birthday candles. All the things. Okay. Uh, I'm just getting lost in my list now because I can't scroll it up any farther. That, that means we're getting towards the end. Number 50. Old candy from two holidays ago. Gross. Sorry, that's I have judging. seen it. I have seen it often. It's like people go and buy all of the candy when it's on sale, and then it stays in their house. That's gross for man. up to years. And let's okay, it's not good for you even when it's fresh. So don't keep and get rid of it. Number fifty-one. Old sheet sets that are more grunge than sheets. Amen. Or don't have the matching set or things like, or there's a little tear in it, or they're see-through, or they're like pink hearts and your daughter's over the stage, or like they're <laughs> baseballs and your kids don't play baseball, like just move it along. Move it along, people. Oh, yep. I agree. 52, old blankets that are smelly and pilly. Gross. 
also I have gross. so many blankets in my house. I, I do too, but, but I freshen them fairly often. Ours is more like because my kids were sensory kids, so they were basically naked from birth until <laughs> they do run around like seven, little um, eight. I don't even know what they ten, fifteen. 82, mm-hmm. Peter, still. Thomas brought his blanket with us when we went on vacation to Florida. Yeah. And he, in the morning, he would be Wrap. like, you couldn't see Thomas. It yep. was just a blanket wa- walking yep. around the house. Yep. He wraps himself up. He still does. All my kids do their sensory kids. So we would have hmm. different blankets so that when we would have to wash them. So a lot of them are just. Throw blanket. Side, like right? just like a, yeah, like a fleece. So I could actually donate a lot of those. And then when I taught preschool, we had mandatory rest time. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. I would bring those in for them to cover them. And like they loved it because it was mm-hmm. Mrs. Small's blanket. So I've like yeah. printed. But I, I think we could go through and get rid of like yeah. 85% of them. I, I could go through and get rid of a couple too for sure. I also have a few trunks up in my, not trunks, totes up in my attic that are just extra blankets because I'm a blanket person. I, I maybe I am a blanket hoarder. No, I'm not. I'm not close though. Okay, number fifty-three coats that you haven't worn in years. Now I uh, this is a tough one for me, and I did not put that down. That was on the list. I love coats, and I now more than ever I'm kind of determined to start collecting them. I have a friend who has the most beautiful coat collection. I'm so envious, and I'm like I feel like I'm old enough now where I can make very good choices. And keep like a nice selection of coats. So instead of getting rid of coats, I'm going to start collecting coats. Yeah, I'm not way but too. But I do think that some of us have coats that need to be getting rid of. And I have. I've done that. So Peter loves outdoorsy stuff. And so he always tries to buy me outdoorsy coats so that I'll like outdoors with him. It's yet to work, <laughs> but we're going to keep working on it. And just the other last year, I had this mm-hmm. awesome green which I know that turned you off but it was green and it just didn't fit me like it fit but it was like it just wasn't cozy and so and I gave it to a teenager that I knew and you would have thought her life changed oh yes so they were super excited so I actually probably have to weed through my coats but I am like you I have like I have a blue and white polka dotted raincoat that's just freaking fabulous <laughs> that I like found at a thrift store and I have that's how I feel about blazers like I have a couple of really nice vintage found at a thrift store I do not have a blazer nor could I think of where I would ever wear one can I, you imagine me in a blazer no I can't actually I think, I think you'd look super cute in one but what is a blazer it's like a like a men's jack sports coat that you wear over a blouse or a t-shirt or a tank top I would not I, I wear them all the time. Like, I would not know myself in a blazer. You would not know yourself. I would not know true. myself, no. All right, number 55, almost all of your Christmas decorations. I would agree with that 100,000%. I'll probably do that this year. I So Kurt and I, I used to love uh, a little, I, con, true confessions. Back 25 years ago, I was more... I don't want to say country bumpkin because I never was that, but there was a little bit of country sneaking in where I didn't, I didn't land for very long. Thanks be to Jesus. But I had a lot of Christmas decorations kind of and country merge into this explosive place where there's just billions of decorations in that genre. And I had a lot of them and about five years in, 
I realized that I had five huge Christmas totes that would come out with decorations in them every Christmas. And at one point, Kurt and I were like, this is ridiculous. This is just ridiculous. It's so much stuff. And so I got rid, I I literally got rid of everything except one tote. And in the one tote was literally just our Christmas tree decorations and maybe like one little, it was this pottery barn wreath with little beads that were made out of glass or something like that. I still have it. But like everything else, I was like, nope. From now on, so for 20 years, all my Christmas decorations come from the outdoors. Like I bring in, I, I do pine trees outside and lanterns. And then the inside I do greens, like what pine cone, whatever. It comes from the outside. And then I, after Christmas, I just chuck it right in the burn pile or yeah. whatever. Like it's, it's yeah. so for simple. Me, it was weird. I, I'm starting to feel that way too. So same thing with Christmas decorations. So I... Peter had a stepmom. She's passed away, and she started buying me snowman things because she we slippery slope. It became a slippery <laughs> slope, and then she <laughs> passed away. And so there's some sentimental stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, but just last year, I was pulling out the metal snowman, and I was just like, I don't like these. All and of a so, sudden, you're like, wait. I don't even like, like this being, anymore. I know, but that's what happens. Like, and I have it this is, blue candle. It happens. And, and so uh, there's a couple things I'm going to see if I can like make into an ornament. Like just, but she also gave us a lot of ornaments. So I was like, I think I can let these go. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about my kids freaking out, but I'm going to just hide them and see if they even notice. And then don't even say anything and don't even put them out and and just instead. But there's some things that we got that were nanas. Like I have these like gold angel candle holders like and they're beautiful and so those things i'm like mm-hmm. i have some wonderful sure things those that are the things that down. stay yeah so but it's just i think it's it's just that's just one of the areas where all of a sudden you could be like i'm stressed and they'd be like what's let's talk about stress and that at the end of that therapy session there's your christmas decorations yeah. that's the root cause all right, um, we're so, so close, and this was a long one, so we're going to wrap it up soon, but 56, everything on the windowsill of your kitchen, if it has been there for more than a year and you haven't dusted it. Ooh. Is that a good one? It is a good one, and I It's a good one to anything. me. I don't I have, have anything, anything on my mind. I don't have anything. You don't. I don't. I have. But you used to. I used to. I used to be a pack window sill pack rat. I have one window that has two blue bottles that are beautiful that I love, and I have one window that has a bottle like up in the – which I love that, and I do dust it every Tuesday. I'm just saying a window sill in front of your kitchen But that be, has my – Is soap. not a shelf. It, it for me, it is because I don't have a backsplash. So my window, my sink goes right up against a window. Mm. So on my windowsill, I have my soap and a little white tray with my soap and my Wait, right, that doesn't fall into this category. And then it has... That's useful. I have a little metal thing to, like, if I find something, I toss it in there. Like, if I, like, mm-hmm. and, you know. And no, I got it. you. I get you. But uh, speaking to all those people that it's like... I don't even know. It seems to be this place where things go to die. It does. I think a lot of times there's there must have been a painting that was at Target or like TJ Maxx where because I think I saw it too where like a windowsill was like full of 
beautiful things and it looked it like catched the, I don't know what it was, but hmm. everybody decided to try to do that. Cause like there was a time, cause again, I have all these awesome vintage bottles where I had vintage bottles on every windowsill and it was Peter. He was like, I am so sick of not being able to open or close the windows without <laughs> worrying about these freaking bottles. And I was like, I, I receive, I receive. I and I, for me, it just gives me that choking feeling of clutter. Cause it's yeah. like, it's, it's too, it has to be small or it won't fit on the on the windowsill and i don't like small things at all ever and that's not true i have a few little things i could count them on one hand but like i don't like right all well, and the kitschy goo- uh, yeah. starts you know collecting There's PTSD dust on there and then water droplets from your sink get up there and now it looks messy and dirty and to me it's just gross it's like it grosses me out every time it is triggering it's very very triggering triggering. but i will say i did that for a little bit and when i decluttered it Mm -hmm. so i have because i still have a little of that in me i still love that and i think it what it was was like it was an ocean book and my mother-in-law is really great aesthetically she's really great aesthetic and she's got an awesome vibe and it's very much like mine coastal she grew up in the ocean Mm -hmm. and she does that like and so i like i kind of grew up falling in love with her aesthetic Mm -hmm. because and so now one window per room not my front room but like one window every other room get can have something on it so like mm-hmm. I have one window with like two little vintage bottles on it and in the in the nothing and then in another room there might be one and that's it mm-hmm. versus every window ha- you know what I mean like I do know learning- what you mean I know I, yeah it, it makes it has me it makes me have a nervous tick <laughs> but again it's me not you Okay, number 57, extra fabric or similar things that you thought you were going to sew a new dress. <laughs> this must have been one of mine. Yes. It's true. Extra fabric you thought you were going to make a dress out of 10 years ago, but you haven't made anything. So again, sort of like craft supplies where you're like, okay, like one time that's so painful. I saw this sweater on Pinterest. It had the the yarn and the pattern and everything was like you could buy it. And I bought it. It would cost me like 140 bucks. I started making the sweater. It was so hard. It was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And so I stopped making it. And then I just tucked the yarn up in my attic for like 10 years. And I just got rid of it. I literally was like, it's just a, it was a art project in its entirety that I was really excited, spent all this money, but then found out the hard way that it was just really too hard for me. Like I can make glovies, but I can't make a sweater. Like it's not that sweater. Of course I chose like a hard yarn and a hard pattern for my first sweater because that's just, I always have to learn the hard way, but it's hard to let go of the things that you're like, I was excited paid for it mm-hmm. I tried I failed you're an, you're an artist for crying out loud I should be able to do uh, this well I think I, I think a lot of people have that sort of that experience where like that's not what I thought it was going to be and then they hang on to either the supplies or the mm-hmm. half-made thing 
almost just out of like they just guilt. can't of guilt it's they can't guilt. let it go and or they it's the money or so I so for me even even for all the things and for me it was like a yarn that I just wouldn't make into glovies it was bubbly and kind of weird and like so I was like the dream is dead I have to let it go mm-hmm. and I did but not for a decade. So I totally, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Number 58, old vacuums that barely work for the love, people. If your vacuum is actually making your room worse and spitting dust out at you, just put it out to the curb. Yep, someone will grab it. (laughs) And they'll be really disappointed. Number 59, old anything if it doesn't work. Amen. A to the men, all the things in your garage, or at least half of them. Number 60, and this is the final one for this list. We made it. <sighs> Again, we're back to dishes that we don't use. Now, this is this is a tough one because, I mean, like dishes that you really don't use. And it says that. Really think about this one. I have dishes that I don't use often, but none that I literally never, yep. ever use. So be really, really honest with yourself. Be like, have I used this? My neighbor, I'm going to throw him under the bus and he won't, he doesn't even know that podcasts are a thing. So he, he won't ever hear this, but he's a sweet, sweet man. But he has in his, literally the space that he lives in, a giant armoire of dishes that he's fourth generation in a farmhouse. He says that not only have those dishes not been used, but they haven't, that, that, cupboard has not even been opened in his lifetime what Uh uh-huh so for 82 years he said that his parents didn't even use them because they were quote-unquote too special that's way back in the day way back and i think for this just to end this show i don't think that anyone that old listens to this show but i do think that there are are some listeners possibly that could be that someday and now's your chance to break the cycle break the cycle and only keep what you're going to use there's nothing so special about any dish that i could think of in the whole wide world that is so special that you should put it in a glass case and never, and never use it, it. oh gosh I don't, uh, we don't live in uh you know this isn't downton abbey this isn't Downton Abbey, exactly. And even if it was, you better believe I'd be decluttering that pantry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, you uh, persevered. We persevered. That was a lot. I, we're going to have to rethink some of our list things that we're going to be doing because we've loved this. This yes. month has actually been really fun and actually really good for engagement and bumping up some of our numbers. We've we've gained a lot of listeners. We've had a lot of fun seeing you guys um, with your pictures and um, your stories and how you've interacted with your families and your spouses over this whole thing and all the minimalism stuff. And it's been really, really cool. It and has so been fun. We're going to do more stuff like this, but I'm going to have to rethink the the lists because that was a doozy. I'm tired. I need an I blocks need, with Papa D and then lists with Ray I Ray. I need some I'm medicine. Like, like, I need some of my anxiety meds. I, maybe we, there was like, maybe we do it like pick 10 things each month to focus on and so we could break a list up like that through a couple months yeah and really go deep because so many of these 
I could really get lost in the stories that wax I have. Wax nostalgia. Wax nostalgia. <laughs> my new favorite Rachel quote all the things and I just have so many stories of oh gosh and there's reasons I think you know just again disclaiming some of the passionate things that I might say where you're like geez take it easy it's because I lived through a lot of experiences with other people and 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 growing and coupled with growing up um under the poverty line so it's like there's this there was this I don't know it was some deep experiences that have really affected who I am today and so I have very very passionate feels on some of these things that some of you it might hit you sideways and I apologize for that I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I don't want to make statements that are like you know, everyone has the right to their aesthetic. Everyone right. has the right to it's love. It's not about aesthetic. It's about, and I, you don't judge anyone's aesthetic. Like like mm-hmm. I said, my two favorite colors are blues and greens, and she <laughs> hates them. And she is in my house, and she's never said anything mean. And she's like, well, it's not white, so I don't I know. really like it. I yeah, know, seriously. <laughs> Her son, Henzo, was like on my paddleboard, and he's like, this paddleboard because it's like bright blue and yellow and I was like oh honey you're not allowed to have a paddleboard like this he goes don't I know it <laughs> it was I so know. funny my poor children they press back when they can they yes. do they in their but own that was way. just so funny I was oh like do you want to use my paddleboard he's like sure do he was like so excited to be on a blue and yellow paddleboard but oh, I digress no. it's not about aesthetic it's about attachment and getting Getting emotional and spiritual and and feels yeah, from cathartic. stuff mm-hmm. versus the proper way, and that's mm. that's so that's the rub of hoarding and those kinds of things. It's getting it's growing attachment clutter. and clutter, yeah, and things that so it doesn't matter if the aesthetic, even if somebody had a completely scandy. Just like you, Scandinavian style and only liked white. If their house was full of white stuff, you would still be annoyed because it was well, it wasn't still using cluttered. This, right. It wasn't using the space. So it's not about aesthetic. It's about over it's about using stuff inappropriately. Not loving stuff, using stuff to fill things that shouldn't be filled, mm-hmm. emotional baggage you know, spiritual baggage. And I think just giving people the awareness and the opportunity to learn that they actually value that. Not, some people don't even know yeah, that, that something is in their home is stressing them out. I would say that a lot of people don't. I feel like we could go into, I feel like we could have a whole podcast dedicated to just raising awareness about stuff, especially in our country uh, where stuff is so cheap and available and gross uh, I was in, we were looking for hula hoops for our summer camp that we're leaving on Friday for. And Henry and I took a little trip down to the dollar store. And I'm going to just tell you right now, I will never set foot yeah, in a place like that ever again. I didn't want to. I was humoring my son. There were no hula hoops. It was like stepping into a trash can. I know. And I don't think that the dollar store is going to sponsor Three Mean Girls anyway. And I don't want them to. But it was gross. I was like, everything in there reeked of being made in okay look i gotta stop i'm really going deep (laughs) trigger warnings (laughs) well and i think a lot of times people say that's because of poverty 
but I will say that Mm-mm. I don't I don't think that's about poverty. It's about consumption. And yep. that's the difference. I think that's what we're trying to get at. When we talk about clutter and we talk about minimalization, as we wrap up our minimalism challenge, remember how we had to write things and mm-hmm. do logs and journal? It's because it's it's decluttering, it's minimalizing, um, it's making space for the beautiful things in life. Right. It's it's, it's about con- what we're consuming. What are we putting into our world, into mm. our minds, into our bodies, into our spirit? And if you need like mm-hmm. you you don't need as much as you think you need. But what we're right. doing when we have that need mentality that places like the dollar store are, are around is because We are in such a consumer-driven culture Mm -hmm. that people who might be more poverty-stricken still feel like they need to be full. So they can't fill themselves up in other places. They can't go to Target to fill, or they can't go to Walmart to fill, or Mm -hmm. so, but you don't, but what we're saying is freeze. You don't need to fill yourself with things, to fill yourself with joy, to fill yourself with peace, to fill yourself with virtue, Fill yourself with goodness. Mm-hmm. That isn't an actual tactile thing. Exactly. Yeah. We need to. That's what we need to go deep in. Yeah. What? What are? What are human beings trying to fill themselves with when they go and line their windowsills? Mm-hmm. That's good. We'll just end right there, sister. Sister. Mic drop. If you think of anyone, your mother, your sister, your bestie, your mailman, uh, the person who watches your kids after school, just share this podcast today with a friend and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.